why don't we put our hands together and give Jesus a big praise on a Sunday morning. Come on, if you like what you feel in this house, you ought to just praise him for it. Amen. Amen. How many of you love the rights? My goodness. My goodness. And um, I was able to be here last night for the United Service. And let me just tell you, I think it is such a such a wonderful testament to this church and the Antioch community, all of those that took time out on their Saturday night uh, and brought your families to the house of God to hear what the bishop had to say, to hear what God had to say through the bishop. My, what a word. What a word from the Lord. And if you were, for whatever reason, checked out in that service, not not paying attention or weren't here whatever the case may be you need to go back and watch that if you want to hear a word that will stir your spirit and uh you know i'm i'm not interested in preaching that just makes me feel good all the time i need a word from god that'll change me and um that's certainly what happened last night woke up with that word in my spirit and i'm just I want to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Give honor to the right family, all of them. I'm not even going to list the ones, all of them, all of them. I love this family, all of the leadership, first class, apostolic hospitality has just been so wonderful. And it's been such a privilege to be a part of what God is doing here at Antioch and in Annapolis. The best is yet to come. I said, the best is yet to come. Let's go to Numbers 32. We'll begin reading in verse number 4. I feel such a strong touch of the Holy Ghost in this room. If you're a guest here today, you do not have the gift of the Holy Ghost. What I mean by that is, if you have never spoken with other tongues, as the Spirit gives the utterance, today is your day to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And uh, it's not some language you can learn. It's not, uh, it's not emotionalism. It is the evidence that God has just filled you with His Spirit. And you say, well, I have the Holy Ghost, but I've never spoken in tongues. Well, biblically, anywhere after the day of Pentecost that God filled somebody with His Spirit, it was evidenced with speaking in other tongues. And so if you say you have the Holy Ghost, but you've never spoken in tongues, scripturally, you don't have the Holy Ghost. And I have a mandate from God to let you know that if you want to make it to heaven, you have to have the Holy Ghost. And I want to see you in heaven. Does anybody want to go to heaven? Amen. But I do have a word for this body here today. Numbers 32 and verse 4. Even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle. Thy servants have cattle. Wherefore said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, 
let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. I want you to understand the context here. They were getting ready to cross the Jordan River, the 12 tribes of Israel, and possess the promise that God had given them. He promised them this land. And they were about to go and possess it. But there were two and a half tribes that said, where we are is good. Where we are is acceptable. Where we are is sufficient. It's good for cattle and we have cattle. And they said, let this land, let where we are now, let what we have now be given to us for a possession. It was complacency that caused them to mistake their possession for their promise. Because of that, they stayed on the wrong side of the river. They stayed on the wrong side of promise. That's what I want to talk to us about this morning. The wrong side of promise. I feel a touch of the prophetic in this room right now. I want this body to lift their hands and lift their voices and we don't need to wait until tonight before we gain some ground in the spirit here today but I know what the Holy Ghost wants to speak to us If you are discontent with where you are, no matter how good it is, no matter how great the last four weeks have been, if you are discontent with where you are and you are desperate to go to a place you've never been, I wonder if you could lift your voice like you really want it. Come on, lift your voice and let God know, I want what you've got for us. like we need to do that one more time we're not in a rush this morning lift your hands lift your voice let God know we want what he has for us come on he's brought this church to the edge of a breakthrough you've been here before you've been in seasons like this before this is an unfamiliar territory 
but we can't maintain where we are. We've got to manifest where we're going. Come on, just plug into this flow. Get lost in the flow for just a moment. If you feel to connect with somebody, feel free to connect with somebody and agree. Yoke up one with another. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we clap our hands under the Lord? I want you to open your spirit as you clap your hands. God wants to take us somewhere this morning. Come on. With expectancy, with faith, with hunger. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The wrong side of promise. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. Do whatever you got to do. You're not bothering me a bit. Do whatever you got to do. Come on, there's something stirring in this room right now. Somebody ought to just lift their voice and plug into this flow of the Holy Ghost. Come on.
One more time, let's clap our hands all over the house as you make your way back to your seat. Praise God. Normally, I would just fan this flame a little bit and we'd, we'd see where it took us, but I do feel that I need to say what the Holy Ghost has told me to say. And so we're just going to be obedient to Him. But one thing that I've learned about God is that He will give you glimpses of where you're going before you get there. Such as when, and I've said it several times here, but destiny, destiny does not wait. It just pays you a visit and extends the invitation and it keeps going. And what happens after that is up to you. Because destiny doesn't wait. And over the last several weeks, what has been happening is destiny has been paying this church a visit. And I feel very strongly in the Holy Ghost that there are some of you that think that destiny is going to wait on you. But what has happened is destiny has just extended the invitation. And it's still out in front of us trying to lead us to where God wants to take us. And so what has to happen is, is such as when Elijah paid Elisha a visit. And he brushed him with the mantle and he did not stop. He kept going. And Elisha had to make the decision, am I going to stay where I am? And remain comfortable with what I have. Or am I going to leave all that is familiar. And go after the destiny that just paid me a visit. Because before God will ever trust you with the burden of the mantle. He will test you with the brush of the mantle. And that mantle. That brush of the mantle has has come by this church the last several weeks. And it has kept on going. And it is testing this church to see. Are you going to burn the plow and kill the ox? Or are you going to stay confined to the place that you have been for so long? They went into the promised land. And they were spying out the land. And they cut down a cluster of grapes. And... They came back to Moses and they said, this is the fruit of the land. This is just a glimpse of the vineyards that God has for us. What was happening was God was giving them a glimpse of where they were going before they got there. And what has been taking place over the last several weeks is God has been giving this church a glimpse of where you are going before you get there. We have gained some territory. We have defeated some enemies we have weakened the prince of this region but you hear me in the Holy Ghost it is but a mere cluster of grapes that is signifying to this church somewhere out there in the distance there is a vineyard for this church to possess 
And so the servants looked, uh, those two and a half tribes, they looked at Moses uh, and they said, this land that we have, uh, it is good for cattle. Let us stay here where we are because your servants have cattle. What they were saying was, is where we are is convenient for what we have uh, and what we want to keep uh, and what we want to maintain. And Moses responded and said, why are you trying to discuss the other nine and a half tribes from possessing the land that God has given them and then he identifies why this is a problem and he says now I know why this generation doesn't believe we can take the land now I know why this generation does not want to take the land he said because the last time we were going to take the land your fathers did not believe that we were able to take the land they saw the grapes in the land but they got discouraged by the giants in the land can I tell this church there is a Caleb generation that is rising up in Antioch that is saying the last generation may have been here and they might have missed it season after season revival after revival but there are Caleb's in this house that are saying they might have missed it but we are well able to take the land and not only can we take the land we will take the land I wish a Caleb would identify themselves in this house and say we're going where we've never been we are not satisfied with where we are yes there are giants but look at the grapes look at the fruit look at the revival And I want you to understand something very important about the last time that Moses sent those spies into the land. He sent he sent 12 spies into the land and 10 of them came back and they said they see us as grasshoppers. But it is amazing to me they never spoke to the giants of that land. They never had a conversation with those giants to even understand how the giants of that land viewed them but then Joshua sent two spies and they came back and they said the enemy's heart melts within them and there is no courage left because God has already given us the land there's some of you you have been speaking for an enemy you have not spoken to and if you're saying we can't have revival this is just another season this is just some more good church services you've got the voice of an enemy that you have not spoken to you've only speaking you are only speaking for him but I believe there's a generation that is in this house that is saying I've been speaking to the enemy I've been confronting the enemy and we are letting him know we're coming with everything we've got Hey, you can sit there if you want to. You know what God's doing in this service. He is sifting through the crowd, looking for the ones that want it and discarding the ones that don't. And if you don't want it, you just sit there. I'll preach to the ones that are ready. I'll preach to the ones that are discontent with where we are. Give God a shout in this house. Why don't you speak to the prince of this region right now? Open up your mouth and let the enemy know we are coming with everything we've got.
I'm telling you there's a line being drawn in this church between the nine and a half tribes that want to go to the right side of promise and the two and a half tribes that want to stay where you are and maintain what you've always had. And this is what they said to Moses. They said, bring us not over Jordan. And then Moses looked at them and said, shall your brethren go and fight while you just sit here? Can I tell you when it comes to this revival, we don't need some sitting and the rest fighting. We need all hands on deck in this hour. We don't need some of you being spectators. We need the lukewarm to get on fire. We need the cold to get on fire. And we need the hot to go ahead and turn up the heat in this revival and get more radical and get more rambunctious and get more and get more extravagant with your desire to have a revival that will blow the minds of every generation that has gone before you. This is not just a church. This is a battleground. This is a war zone. You ought to fight in this house and say, give us the gifts of the Spirit. Give us the revival. Give us this county. Give us this region. Go ahead and lift your voice right now. Come on. There's a line being drawn. Get on the right side, I promise. You hear me in the Holy Ghost? They look back at Moses and they said, We'll go armed again before the children of Israel until we have brought them to their place. But we won't inherit with them on the right side of promise or forward because our inheritance is on this side, Jordan. And Moses responded and said, If you do this, then this side is yours. But if not, you have sinned against the Lord. I want you to understand what exactly Moses was saying. He was saying, You do not have an option to fight. You only have an option of what you fight for. So can I tell you, you've got to fight. There is no exclusivity. You are not excluded from a fight. It will be a fight to have revival, but it will also be a fight not to have revival. And if you don't want revival, you're going to have to fight this man of God stirring you every week. You're going to have to fight a reminder of old prophecies in this church. You're going to have to fight a pastor that's desperate for the next dimension. You're going to have to fight a group of students that are radical for Jesus Christ. You're going to have to fight angelic visitations. If you don't want revival, it will be a fight. But I would submit to 
to you if you do want revival it will also be a fight you're going to have to fight for the miraculous you're going to have to fight not to have dead church come on I need some help in this house this morning you're going to have to fight to take the land you're going to have to fight for the flow of finances you're going to have to fight against the strongholds you're going to fight carnality you're going to fight Jezebel you're going to fight demonic forces but rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I shall arise we are victorious we are the overcomers you ought to act like the land is yours like the promise go I need you to go to battle in this house get off the wrong side of the river go to the right side I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. This may be one of the most important messages you hear from the Holy Ghost in this revival. Because God has brought this church right here time and time again. You've been here before. But for whatever reason, too many of you decided to stay on the wrong side of promise. The Lord spoke concerning those two and a half tribes and an enemy called Ammon. Those two and a half tribes, their territory was in the land of Gilead, which was a mountainous area that those two and a half tribes stayed on. The Lord spoke concerning the Ammonites and he said they have ripped up the women with children. To enlarge their borders. So because Gad. Stayed on the wrong side of promise. Complacency. Caused them to border their enemy. And that enemy came in. And ripped up the women with children. Complacency destroyed their future. You better hear me. Because there are some moms and dads in this house. You haven't sold out. 
And you're wondering why your kids are rebellious and why your kids don't want to go to church and why your kids don't have a love for this truth. It's because your complacency has kept you on the wrong side of promise and you're bordering an enemy. And that enemy wants the future of your life. You better hear me, Mom and Dad. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You better sell out. This is the revival for you to sell out. This is the revival for you to sell out with everything you've got. And there's some students in this house. You don't have a mom and dad that's living for God. But you do have a decision to make because God's bringing you to the edge of the Jordan River. And he is wanting you to know, I'll let you stay where you are if you want to. But you better understand one thing. You're going to border an enemy. And that enemy wants to destroy your future and rob you of the fruit that I have to bring forth in the generations that are coming after you. There's got to be some young men and young women in this house uh, that make up in their mind if mom and dad don't sell out, I'm going to sell out and live for God uh, with everything I've got in me because one day you're going to have a son and you're going to have a daughter and they don't need to see a complacent and a comfortable mom and dad. Uh, They need to see a dad that wants revival. They need to see a mom that intercedes. Uh, You ought to say yes for me and my house. Oh, I need you to lift your hands and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. You you are at a crossroads in this church right now. This is a service where decisions have to be made. If you remember what I preached... Last Sunday night, this is the 11th hour. We're going and we're fighting. At least the nine and a half of us that want it, we're going and we're fighting. And I'm going to tell you what God's going to require out of those nine and a half that want this. When you start planting churches, 
You start expanding the apostolic footprint in this region. There's going to be some of you that are going to have to uproot this land that's good for cattle. Because you're looking at this building and this, this powerful move of God that's taking place. And you're saying, this land's good for cattle. And I've got cattle. It's good for where I am and it's good for what I've got. I want to stay here. But there are giftings that are dormant in this room. And some of you might have to uproot your comfort from this building and go to a place that doesn't have an apostolic church. And God can use your talents and your abilities to enlarge his kingdom in a place that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know why it just got real tight right there. But I'm going to plow that again. If you stay where you are when that day comes, what you're doing is you're burying your talent. And you're going to be accountable to God for that one day. I told you the first service I was here, the Lord gave me a vision on the airplane on my way here. That, thir- that first Thursday I was here, the Lord gave me a vision. I saw a, a sail like it was under a microscope. And then all of a sudden on the edge of that sail, I saw other little sails breaking off and expanding in all directions from that sail. You want to know what that sail is? It's this church. It's this church. And those little sails are individuals. Boy, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Those little sails are individuals that God is starting to deal with about planting churches uh, and starting campus ministries. Uh, But the enemy has lied to you and told you you've got cattle and this building in Antioch Central is good for cattle. So you're just going to stay here and maintain what you've got. But there is a destiny for this church. Brother Philippek, this has bumped me several times and the Holy Ghost told me to say it publicly. But the Holy Ghost wants me to let you and your wife know the work you've done in New Jersey isn't for naught. It will not go to waste. There is ground and soil that you and your wife have plowed through the years. And there is seed that is planted and the Holy Ghost wants me to tell you God is going to give the increase. I don't know the season, I don't know the time frame. But you hear me in the Holy Ghost. You lay down at night with a peace of mind and with your head held high. You were sent there to do a work for God and it is not for naught. I can't tell you how many times, Brother Wright, I've been here before. What we're experiencing here in this revival, this is nothing new to me. I've been here before. But I can't tell you the tragedies that I've experienced after being right here. Can't tell you how many churches 
Can't tell you how many churches were this close, Brother McGurk, to birthing. The greatest breakthrough. The greatest revival. The greatest harvest. This close to taking a region. But they decided to stay on the wrong side of promise. Just because you conceive something doesn't mean you're going to birth it. Hey, Gad, just because the women have children doesn't mean you're going to birth it. Because when you're on the wrong side of promise, complacency will destroy what you've conceived. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take you coming into this building. Every single service. And fighting against complacency. Fighting against just maintaining what you've always had. I'm going to tell you, you get out of a service what you put into a service. And when we walk into this house, either we want it or we don't. Either we want it or we don't. It's going to take some of you finally accepting the call that's on your life. And saying it might be uncomfortable, but I'm not interested in just maintaining cattle in a land that's good for cattle. I told you the first service I was here, there... There are church planters in this house you don't even know about yet. Nathaniel Wright, you hear me in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants me to tell you to make up your mind. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but this has bumped me several times, and I feel an angel of the Lord standing right next to me. You've got a decision to make, Nathaniel. You have got a decision to make. The land you're at right now, God will let you keep it. God will let you maintain it. And it's not sinful. It's not wrong. But it's not all God has for you. Get on the right side of promise, Nathaniel. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to cost you. It is going to cost you. It's going to cost you friends. It's going to bring you to the depths of loneliness. It's going to cause you to be ostracized by people that don't understand the gifting that's on your life. Brother McGurk, come pray for him. Isaac, come pray for him. There's a decision you've got to make, Nathaniel. It's going to cost you.
I understand that every service you're used to me getting up and pumping and pushing at an altar call, but I'm not doing that here today. The Holy Ghost has given me specific instructions not to do that today because at the end of the day, He has brought you to the edge of this this river before. And at the end of the day, either you want it or you don't. And those of you that don't, let this service serve as an indictment to you one day. Either you want it or you don't. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let God know right now. I'm done. Let God know how bad you want it. I'm done. You ought to be flooding this altar right now. You ought to be laying on your face, travailing. You ought to be crawling under a chair somewhere. Come on. There's some moms and dads in this house. You haven't sold out. You've prioritized other things over this. It's time to sell out. 